Hey, this is Thelma. How are you? Saturday afternoon, and I was sitting here thinking about sexual violence. I'm the director of From Brokenness to Holdness. From Brokenness to Holdness is a faith-based outreach, transformation, and radical root myth, uh, ministry here in Tennessee. And I was puzzled at what I was meditating on. I was meditating on sexual violence taking place with children. Well, taking place with anyone, but children especially under 18. From babies all the way up to 18, even 19, until they can consent. If they want to touch you or not, it want you to touch them or not at 18 years old or 19 years old. Uh, You're not supposed to take them if they don't want you. But I can't help but believe that there is some people that knows about uh, a child when they're raped. There are some people that knows it, but yet they won't tell it. Because this child could have been saved. I want you to understand that once you rape somebody or sexually violated somebody, or even once you in you touch them inappropriately in the wrong place, you have affected them. They are affected. Whether you know that or not, they are affected. And it will manifest itself later on. I was thinking about a case uh, where this man was violating his two stepdaughter. I think one of them was five years old and the other one was six years old. He would have one watch out to see if anybody was coming while he had the other one in the room violating that one. He not only had her in the room violating her, he also had a gun laying on the bed. That was to scare her, I guess. And then the other one was supposed to let him know that anyone was coming. So he violated one of them, and when he did everything he wanted to do, he then violated the other one that was on the watch out. So then the other one had to go and watch out and see if anyone was coming, and they would let him, the child would let him know. And so he did that until he finished. Well, anyway, they wouldn't tell it. No one would tell it because he had them scared. See, an offender would tell children, if you open your mouth and tell this, I'm going to kill your mama, I'm going to kill your sister, I'm going to kill your brother, and I'm going to kill you. And then they're not going to do anything to me. So you better not tell it. So that's a big thing to put on the heart and on the spirit of a child. So he did this finally until these children got enough courage to tell it. Once they told it, then they, you know, would go ahead and deal with him. I mean, he actually did this, you all. But my thing is, someone knows that this is going on beside the little girl. Girls that age doesn't know that they are supposed to go and clean themselves up after something like this happened. They don't know that. Nobody has told them that. So... 
if they didn't go and clean up, then that that means that their underclothes was soiled with something. Five-year-old children, six-year-old children does not go and turn the washing machine on and wash their own clothes. When my daughter was that age, I was still washing her clothes. And I would see the seat of her panties. So if anything was in there, I would have known it. I would have known it. So what is the difference with other parents not knowing, hey, your panties don't look right in the seat. What's going on here? Because even at five and six years old, you're not left to bathe yourself by yourself. The mother, um, a real mother, is going to come in there and say, did you wash here? Did you wash there? Let me see. How did you wash? What you, You're talking about five and six years old. So whoever was taking care of this child should have known that this child was being, these children was being violated. Why? Why didn't the mother know? Let me tell you one thing. Sometime, a whole lot of time, mothers, fathers, sisters, brothers, cousins, aunties, uncles, great-grandmothers, friends, know that a person is an abuser. They know when somebody is a sexual abuser, they're covering it. Because if they mention it to that person, that person might say, man, I just did that one time. I'm not going to do that anymore. Never believe, never ever believe that it is a one-time thing. An offender doesn't play that. A sexual assault, offender doesn't play a one-time thing. I'm not going to do it anymore. I don't know what got over me. No, 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 no. By the time he get to this person that challenged him, he done already gone so many other places. Don't ever take an offender lightly. If he's a rapist, he will kill. If they tell you they're going to kill you because you're going to expose that's just what they're going to do. They're going to kill you. There is so much information out here. Everyone that's raising children should have access to the information that I have because it's out here. It's everywhere. Go to the health fair. You don't stop to see what people have to say. You just want the free items that's on the table. That is not for a health. That's not what a health fair is for. Of course, you can have that. But you need to get you some information so you can have some knowledge so you can start training your children and your grandchildren and your great-grandchildren what to look out for. Am I making sense today? Train them what to look out for. Because some little children, every child you can't frighten, you won't scare every child. You have some children that are bold, and they will tell it. They're bold. They're telling. So every child is not frightened now. Train your children. Knowledge is power. Bring awareness to what's going on. Say, baby, come here. Let mama talk to you. Let grandmama talk to you. And don't talk to them just once. Talk to them quite often. 
because children will forget. They need to know enough, and you can start at the age of two or three. I have information. You can start at the age of two or three. Number one, you start by letting them know what parts of their body is their, is their private part and who is to touch them there and who is not to touch them there. You can start right there. If anybody touched you there or tried to touch you there, baby, come and tell me. I'll take care of it. We, we're not on our job. We're not on our job. We're not on our job, you all. Someone knows that these children are being sexually violated by someone else. And it's probably someone that they know, and all they'll do is say, you ought to be ashamed of yourself. You should be ashamed of yourself. She said you did this, or he said you did this. You should be ashamed of yourself. You know you weren't supposed to do that. Let's get on the ball, and let's start helping one another. It's it's serious business. That messes up a person's life for the rest of their life until they can get to someone like me who can help them move to from brokenness to holding. All right, again, this is Stelma from Brokenness to Holdings here in Memphis, Tennessee. Reach out to me via Facebook, Elma H. Snipe. Let me know what you think of what I'm saying, because you probably got some information, too. Again, we're talking about information. Somebody knows something. They're just not telling it. Okay? Have a good one. Bye-bye. Hello. This is Thelma with From Brokenness to Wholeness. From Brokenness to Wholeness is a faith-based outreach, restoration, radical root ministry, serving pain at the soul. Our vision is to assist victims on their journeys into which they so well deserve their wholeness. That's our vision. I'm going to share something with you today after I just finished talking to a previous client. And what I, what I picked up from our conversation is that people really don't know. They're trying to understand from brokenness to wholeness because they have heard healing, they have heard deliverance, but yet they still seem to be bothered with that issue of sexual and domestic violence. So I'm going to explain from brokenness to wholeness to you today. Uh, when I started off, maybe back in October, I thought everyone would understand it. But now I have something that I'm going to add on to that. All right. From wholeness, when something is whole, it's whole. Once it's whole, there is nothing else that you can do with it. Why? Because it's whole. There is nothing that you can do with it. From brokenness to wholeness is the vision that comes out of Habakkuk. Habakkuk 2, 2. And three, that says, it tells you this. Sit down, write the vision, and make it plain upon table, that he may run that readeth it. For the vision is not for an appointed time, but at the end it shall speak and not lie. Though it tarry, wait for it, because it will surely come. It will not tarry. The vision is here. From brokenness to wholeness is the vision. From brokenness to wholeness is the vision. From brokenness to wholeness is the vision. You don't have to wait any longer. 
Because I've seen this ministry do just what that scripture says in Habakkuk. It is division. Okay, now we got that straight. Let me go on and, and explain. In, in the book of John, in the fifth chapter, in the sixth verse, God asks the sick man a question that had that comes every year. He asked him a question. And the question was, will thou be whole? Will thou be whole? Sometimes people don't, are not whole because they don't understand it. You have to give God the permission for you to be whole. If you think you are already whole, or you think that deliverance that you've had, or that healing that you thought would really work, you had the faith for it, you thought was really work. No, 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 no. We are talking about wholeness. Dare to be whole. That's my statement. Dare to be whole. Can you be whole? He would only do, he would only make you whole with your permission. He does miraculous work in, in healing our fractured soul and our broken soul. He'll make us whole. Sometimes we tell ourselves we're already whole, but yet we're still talking about I'm rejected. I'm an addict. I'm not loved. I'm unwanted. I'm abused. I am a victim. That's not whole. You can't be whole and broken at the same time. Sometimes we uh, allow ourselves to be defined by the pain that's done to us rather than by God who can make us whole. His miraculous work in our soul without our permission, he won't do it. Wholeness is a state of being. It's a state of being. That's it. When it's whole. What we do in our brokenness, let me give you some signs of brokenness. What we do in our brokenness is we grasp for band, band-aid to cover the bleeding. Our band-aid can take the shape of a codependent. Yes, it can. Romantic partners who are not good, friends, destructive behavior such as eating disorder, self-harm, con uh, control, isolation, suicide, or thought, anger. We try to use people sometimes for our hurt. We try to use them. All of these band-aids are insufficient and leave us feeling more insecure, broken. More broken than we were before. We're broken. We, we, we fracture. We're broken. We cursed. Um, I, I got in the church when I was about 33 years old. And the grace of God, that was the grace of God, filled me with the Holy Ghost. But people assume just because the Lord filled you with his spirit. They assume this now. He just said in his word. They assume this. And just because you are born again, you're Jesus-loving, spirit-filled, Bible-quoting, church service, a hand-raising uh, worshiper, tired player, yet still on the inside, you are dysfunctional and desperately need Jesus to make you whole. And you know that you are to their own self. Be true. Dare to be whole. Will thou be whole? Don't, don't, listen, listen to this. Don't let your spiritual pride blind you for the desperate need of wholeness that you have. You already know you're not whole. Don't, don't, don't fool yourself. It's not about uh, fooling you and impressing other people. That's not what it's about. You need to be whole and you can be whole. It's no, I think because it's so easy and so smooth, I think that people think that's not it. And they miss it right there. You're not the only one who loved Jesus. 
in the church you serve, you raise your hand, and you worship with incredible hurt. And you all you need wholeness. Listen, we must bring our pain, shame, and hurt to the Lord. He is the one that came to make us whole. If you want to be whole, you reach out to me, Thelma H. Knight. I'm on Facebook. Leave me a message. You can leave me a message in this podcast. I will give you 10 minutes. I'll give you 10 minutes to talk to you and go on, start on your journey to wholeness. Because you can't live like this. Dare to be whole. Will thou be whole? I remember a case I had about three years ago. We was in a meeting one Saturday. And I called some other resources in and so they could participate in the meeting with us. And some of them was counselors. I, I'm a certified in counselor, but I'm not a counselor. Some of them was in counseling. And some of them were from other organizations. And so this particular young lady got up to share her testimony. She told all about what she had gone through and how it it spawned her life. It just spawned her life all the way around. She did some of everything there were to do. I mean, you name it. She laid it out there. And while she was in the process of talking, we witnessed a miracle there that day. We we written we witnessed that with our eyes. God made sure that everyone in that place would see His presence. You could see His presence on this lady, and the in the the presence of the Lord when He came upon her, He began to transform her right then. I thought to myself that she wasn't a bad looking lady, but I said to myself while I was looking at her. That she's absolutely pretty. That was because he had pulled all of that pain. All of that that she was talking about. While she was yet speaking you all. He had pulled all of that pain out of her. She kept crying and she kept trying to talk. And kept trying and kept trying to talk. But her countenance was changing and changing and changes. Right in the middle of this woman. While she was still talking. So the tears that she was crying at that time, you all, began to turn to tears of joy. And I just recently spoke to her. I hadn't spoken to her about this in the last two or three years. And it was in my spirit to call her and have a conversation with her. And I called her and had a conversation with her. And she confessed to me. That after that day, she had no more problem with all of that pain and suffering that she had been suffering with for years. She said she had no more problem. She recognized when it happened on that Saturday evening when we was in a monthly meeting. Nobody laid hands on her. Nobody put oil on her. Nobody spoke to her. We were all interested in her conversation and her testimony that she was having with us. We nobody nobody interrupted her. So when she found she was so happy and she began to just laugh, joy. She began to just laugh and laugh and laugh. So when she finally finished, she was sitting next to the counselor, one of the counselors, and it was that. That counselor time to speak. 
that counselor stood up and said, this is the way she put it. There's a healing that has taken place in this house today. That's what she said. She don't call it, she call it healing because that's all she know. But it was wholeness that took place. Here's the magical thing about it. No one told her to do this. No one told her to do that. She'd heard me speak at several places before, but that wasn't it. God himself made a touchdown in our meeting. He invited himself because he knew who he would have there that dare to be whole. And she didn't know how to be whole. I had never had a session with her. She didn't know anything much about me except we meeting at different places across uh, Memphis here because we both had to serve. She didn't know. That's all she knew about me. I speak, she speak. And I would notice every time she spoke, there was no victory. There was no victory in her testimony until that day. Until that day. And she just recently told me that God did it on that day. Can you imagine... Can you imagine, I'm not kicking against oil, I'm not kicking against that, I'm not kicking against prayer, but God himself, because he is a spirit, God himself showed up and made this woman whole three years ago. I'm so grateful, I'm so thankful. I'm so grateful and I'm so thankful. Dare to be whole. Will thou be whole? Will you be whole? That's all you got to do is answer, sweetheart. Will you be whole? Hey, I've given you the information how to reach out to me. Again, this is Thelma Snipe with From Brokenness to Wholeness. Dare to be whole. Will thou be whole? Thank you.